Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with this shit. Hmm. True. Late nights, early morning. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, whatever yeah, it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but yeah. you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm-hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. What's good, people? It's your boy, David Bellard. One of the founders of the Black Wealth Renaissance, man. We are here back at it again with another amazing installment of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. Man, at this point, we calling it the Black Wealth Renaissance show. It's yes, been too sir. long. We've been giving y'all too much pressure. And now we got these high-quality visuals brought to you by my man, Arian. We're going to give him a drop real soon because he really been doing this thing from behind the scenes. But uh, as always, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in and tapping into the show. Um, before we get into it, y'all, please, please, please make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review. Need that. Like, share, subscribe, comment on all the platforms. Uh, anything we need to help grow the show. I'm here with my brother and co-host, Jalen Clark. Jalen, how you living, dog? What's up with you, my brother? I am doing great. Uh, been having an amazing day today. An awesome day. Yeah, bro. They just uh, got better, huh? I ain't even going to talk about it, but it sure <laughs> did. Uh, but I'm... I'm just good mentally, good, good place in life. So doing pretty well, man. How about you? Man, today has been an amazing day. Yesterday was a damn good day. And shit, bro, we just keeping building. Like I'm starting to see the momentum go yeah. the direction that I really wanted to go. And shit, I just keep seeing bright lights in the future. Last night when he was at that at the event, I kept thinking about that Larry June line, son. Bright lights in the city got me thinking about more money. I was like, yeah, Hell yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking about. I was about. looking at the skyline. The show, I just like, keep yeah. on thinking about Kanye West flashing lights. I ain't gonna lie though. That song been on my head heavy, like really heavy. But either way, man, the future is bright. So y'all prepare yourselves. That's all I'm saying. But as always, y'all, 
as mentioned, man, we got another great installment mm -hmm. of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast for y'all today. We closing this recording session out with one of the lovely ladies of DFW. Uh, she out here doing the damn thing in the cosmetology, cosmetology industry. Mm -hmm. So, like, y'all know us. We I, I ain't no fashion nigga. I'll tell y'all that real fashion quick, fast, in the hurry. But... I love to talk with different people in different, different industries, industries yeah. especially what she's doing and capitalizing in this industry right here. Uh, we have Miss Roxy Reese. She is the founder of Dallas Last University. Is DFW Last? Oh, oh, oh my bad, my bad. Get us right, baby. Get us right. Get me right. DFW Last University, and she is out here educating people on how to become licensed cosmetologists online. Correct, right? Specifically for the lashes. Yeah. Specifically for lashes. Mm -hmm. So, Roxy, I want to welcome you to the show, and thank you so much for coming out and joining us today. Thank you for having me. I love the energy, and I'm really excited to be here. We appreciate it. Thank definitely, you so definitely. much. So, Roxy, to get this thing jumping off, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our audience um, so that they can get a few more more acquainted with you. Okay, yeah. I'm Roxy. I am 28. Um, I am a newly mother. I have an almost three-year-old, so I'm still, like, getting adjusted to being a mother. And I was a professional lash artist for four years, mm -hmm. and this is where I went to school, the same type of schooling that I have, and I got my license. And then I built a clientele, started from zero, moved from Cedar Hill to Dallas, had to rebuild my clientele. And then um, it was a passion of mine to soon open up a school. And since then, I have really just went through the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, being a leader, being the founder of my company, and also just taking care of my mental health, staying active, going to the gym has been really important for me for like the last two years changing my eating habits and really starting to pay attention to what I give my time and energy to. And I think that that is like the number one key to my success and what I've been able to do because business has been hard. <laughs> well, thank you so much and appreciate you for putting all of that out there. Cause uh, it sounds like we're about to have a real transparent conversation. Yes. I'm very transparent. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So you stated that you, uh, I guess I want to even go back even further. You, you started with the lash business four years ago. Mm -hmm. Now you own your own school. Yeah. Let, let's talk about what even brought you into the industry. Um, what brought me into the industry is I was working at Nordstrom and I was doing some things I wasn't supposed to do. And I got in trouble and I actually just got off a probation in July. Oh, wow. A five-year probation I did. And that at that moment, I knew that nobody was going to be able to hire me. Mm. Like, I was not going to be able to get a job anywhere. What, what you was, you were swiping or something? Something like that. <laughs> I was doing a little something, using their own system against them. Okay. And um, that led to me just feeling like, okay, I have to find something that is going to stick. Um, prior to doing lashes, fashion was my passion. Um, I would, used to distress jeans and denim jackets. And that was like my first road into entrepreneurship. And then I went to go work at a clothing manufacturer. And then I learned how much it costs, how much disposable money you actually have to have to have a fashion brand. And I just decided at that moment it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I got in trouble... And I learned that, you know, it's really all on me now. I had to 
focus on one thing. Mm. And I put my blinders on. I worked really, really hard for those first four years. I missed birthdays, parties, Mother's Day, Father's Day, all the holidays so that I could make money and really just grow my business and my following. Uh, I did a lot of free lashes. I did a lot of lashing until 2 o'clock in the morning. I traveled, was a trainer, and I really, really gave it my all. But really what got me into the industry of opening up a school is the school that I went to just wasn't the best. And the mm. schools that were around just weren't the best. I felt like there could be someone that's doing it better. And so my goal after getting my lash license was let me go out and be let me figure out how I can be the best lash artist that I can be, build a clientele, make as much money as I can so that I could teach other people to do the same. So uh, what what drew you to lashes specifically in the cosmetology world? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you could have chosen to go do hair. You could have chosen to do makeup. What what till, what made you say I'm going to go with the lashes particular? I had a friend who was a hairstylist. And uh, she always loved the way I did my lashes. I would do like the little cluster lashes on myself, like what you get at the nail salon. And she asked me to do hers one day and she put me out there and she was like, um, she should really do this. And then people started hitting her up. They started asking about me. And so from there, I just always felt like, you know, this is probably something I can do for other people, but I had never tried it. Mm -hmm. So until I tried it and it stuck, and then um, I started going to people's houses. I was pulling up on people and I was doing their little cluster individual lashes. And those people were asking me when I was going to start offering lash extensions, which is the service that takes two to three hours. It's more healthy for your lashes. It costs more, but it looks more natural. Oh, okay, so, we need yeah, to get into that. Yeah. So what's the difference between a cluster and extensions? A cluster is just that shit that they be gluing on? That's a lash strip. When okay. it's all connected, that's a strip lash. The cluster is like little pieces of the strip that you can, they're just like individuals. This is what you see that is being done at any nail salon. Sometimes hairstylists do it. Um, it's not a long term, it's not a everyday wear. It's more of just like if you have a wedding, if you have a photo shoot, it lasts about three to seven days, but it's not good for the lashes because they're clustered in there you know the glue is all all the lashes are glued together they're not they're not isolated when like it is when you do lash extensions you actually take your time you apply ipad and you separate each natural lash and you extend it one by one so this this That's way why I take two to three hours exactly this way your lashes can can still continue to grow in the state that they would just like if they didn't have extensions on and it'll maintain them and it won't damage the lashes mm. <sighs> we did it I still can't believe we got this project done so fast and so well. When I'm in New York. I'm in Chicago. And I'm in L.A. But we're making it happen in Miro. Together. Our best work just happens faster on Miro's collaborative online whiteboard. No more scheduling meeting after meeting for work that could happen from anywhere. Whether it's getting design feedback here. Mapping timelines here or brainstorming next steps here. It all just happens on the Miro board. Exactly. And it's nice not having to wait an entire day to get sign-off from this guy. Hey! Well, it is true. 
See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com. The first three boards are free forever. That's M-I-R-O.com. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Damn. I never even knew that was a thing. I ain't gonna lie. Whatever people said I'm getting my lashes done, I thought it was the Yeah, I the thought strip. it was a little strip that, like the shit that they sell in the vending machine in the mall, yeah. to be honest. So like the strip lash is like a quick weave mm. for the lashes. And then the lash extensions more terminology, but I'm I'm here with you. <laughs> the lash extensions is like tapins before your lashes. It's just a healthier option. I'm wearing lash extensions. Um, my lash artist, she took about three and a half, four hours to do my volume full set, but I don't have to go back until every two weeks. I could even probably go every three weeks if I take care of them. Um, what really happens is you have to clean them. You cannot like apply a lot of eyeliner, eyeshadow, makeup. You have to be more of a natural lady um, to wear the lash extensions properly. But I'm not saying that's what everybody do. You do see a lot of people that's walking around with dirty lash extensions, and oh, they should be in cleaning them. I noticed that because I'm gonna talk about them. They look dusty. You can kind of just tell. <laughs> <laughs> they just look Girls, like y'all um, better watch out. I'm on y'all ass. Yeah. <laughs> so. I do appreciate you going in there. I, I can see that you're very knowledgeable mm -hmm. when it comes to that to this lash industry. So you started your university because you didn't have a good teacher, right? So can we talk about the process of starting your own school? Woo! Starting the school was a lot of paperwork. Uh, the state requires that you have a lease. They have require that you have a curriculum. They require that you show financial responsibility, mm -hmm. um, which means you have to have a certain amount of the lease in the bank. You have to have a certain amount of the expenses in the bank before they will even issue your salon license. And at that time, you did have to have an instructor's license, which is what I had. And um, it was just a lot of paperwork. You know, I feel like... Um, when we think about lash artists and cosmetologists and just being wanting to become an entrepreneur, you don't understand how much research and reading contracts that you have to do. Like it's other things than just being the the CEO. It, other than doing the work, you have exactly. to do the instead of working in the business, you have to you do the work, work on, on the business. Exactly, and that, those were things that I learned while being a lash artist, like. Um, making sure that my policies were together, my late policy, my last minute ca cancellation policy, because as a lash artist, because what we do is so long and we can only take one client. If a, if a client cancels last minute, you're supposed to charge them full whatever they were supposed to be charged. They need to pay it because it's not like I can call up my next client and have them come because the service is taking 90 to 120 minutes. It's really hard to replace it versus being a cosmetologist. You can stack your clients. You can have multiple clients coming mm -hmm. in at the same time. You got one over here at the washer. You got one over here that you're working on. You got one over here at the dryer. It's different. So um, I had to go through all that and really learn, like, the business side of being a lash artist 
And that really is what set me apart because you see a lot of people just winging it, just doing lashes out their home, letting clients do whatever, pull up with their kids, be 30 minutes late. And you have to set boundaries. Otherwise, you will start to resent what you do and your clients. Hmm. Okay, so there's a few things I want to kind of unpack from that. The instructor's license. How long had you been doing lashes until you got your instructor's license? I actually, when I got my first license, I went right back to school to get the hours for my instructor's license. And at that time, it was 750 hours. Wait a minute. For hours. the instructor? It takes more the hours to license. be a lash instructor than it do to be a police officer? Well, that was just, that's just to be an instructor, period. It doesn't matter what main license you hold. But for cosmetology? Um, so the way it's broken down is you can be an, I can instruct on any theory, but I can only do demonstrations on lashes. Mm. Now, if I was given a lesson plan on how to do a haircut, I can teach the lesson plan, but I can't demonstrate how to do a haircut because my, right. Because my license is only over lash extensions. Um, Texas was great about Texas is they broke down the cosmetologists like in other States. You have to get a cosmetology license, which is hair, nail, skin, barber, everything, right? It's a 2,000-hour program. In Texas, they broke it down because they, they were like, well, people aren't completing it. People just want to do skin. People just want to do nails. Mm -hmm. So then they broke it out. You have your esthetician license. You have a manicure license. You have your barber's license. There used to be a wig license. And they just broke it down to little sections. So it was more obtainable for mm -hmm. people. Um, so to answer your question, right after getting my first license, my teacher, she was like, you should come back and you should get your instructor's license. You don't have no kids. You're not really busy right now. It's just another year. So right after doing my 320 hours for my lash license, I went right back. It was only a month that I took a break and I got my instructor's license. I did the hours for it. I sat on the hours. I didn't go take my test. I sat on the hours, which just means that they were, I had them. I can go take the test whenever. And um, then when I found out I was pregnant about three years after that, that was the moment where I said, okay, I need to get serious about opening up the school because I don't want to be behind the lash bed. I want to be able to be a, to be with my family, to be with my son. I don't want to be stuck behind the lash bed. Mm -hmm. So that's where I buckled down while I was pregnant, got my license. I had to go take the test two times before I passed it. Um, and then I started working on opening up the school. Dang. So you said 750 hours? Mm-hmm. So... Divided by 24, that's about 31 days. But how many hours a day are you actually able to go to school to like obtain that? Six to eight hours. Okay. And it's not every day. You know, sometimes it's a holiday. Mm -hmm. You can't go on the weekends. Sometimes my school's closed. They mm. was, it was, so you pull up, you think you have school, and it's no school. So, Roxy, I wanted to ask you, with being behind the nail bed, before getting further into the school, uh, what's like the ROI on that, right? So you pay to go get the license initially. What are lash artists typically charging? Um, starting out, you can charge from for a full set. A beginner lash artist can charge anywhere from a hundred dollars all the way up to like one eighty. 
Now, it's two components to our business. You have the full set, which is the first initial set. It takes longer. And then where you really make your money is on the fills. This is the residual income that comes okay. in. Because your clients, they get addicted to the lashes. They want to come back every two weeks to maintain it, as long as it's in their budget. And then you're attracting the right clientele. So what I learned was... My first year in business, I made around fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. My second year in business, I made around seventy. And then my last year, when I was really, really going, I wasn't even full time. I had just raised my prices, and I did um, a little bit under a hundred thousand, working like part time. Um, but that's when my prices were more two hundred and fifty dollars for the full set, all the way up to three hundred and fifty dollars for the full set. And the full set is for the, the initial, the right. initial, mm-hmm. that's and then the my one by one extensions, right? Okay. And then my fills were anywhere from um, eighty five dollars up to one hundred one hundred and seventy five dollars. And how yeah. often would they come back and do those? Every two to three weeks. And how how long does the fills take versus the actual full set? It depends. On if they're getting classic volume, mega volume, but anywhere between 60 to 90 minutes, sometimes 120, uh, 120 minutes, which is two hours. And that is the one that I was really making the most money off of. But I was charging $175. Damn. Sheesh. Plus the tip. And if when you start attracting the right clientele, they will tip you 30%. So I was also making $40 on each client just in the tip. Damn. So you mentioned something. About, you know, the maintenance of the uh, the lashes and people actually, you know, canceling and all of that, right? I see on the timeline people talk about the hairstylist. Like, oh, this person, they charging me they for every... Yeah, like, they be on their top and they're like, you know, they charging me for this, charging me for that. So, like, how do you feel about, like, is that too totally different scenarios because like you said you know with the lashes you only got one client are you taking one client a day no you can take up to three three full sets that could be an eight hour day okay or you can take six fills and that could be an eight hour day and you're supposed to make the same amount of money whether you're doing three full sets or three fills i got you that's how you work smarter not harder a lot of people they don't make as much during their fills because they don't charge what they're supposed to charge Mm. um but when it when I look, I've seen those posts, and I think that um, people just don't. They need to focus more on attracting the right clientele. Not mm-hmm. everybody is for you. Those people Support. that are complaining about the price of what hairstylists are charging, you can't afford it, so you shouldn't even be worried about it. Um, I think that it's all worth it, especially if you value your time, like me. I value my time so much. You know, I maintain my home, but every two weeks I have a maid come. While she comes, I get to go to the gym. I get to get a facial. It's it's other things I could be doing than spending four hours deep cleaning and washing my baseboards. You know, that's how much I value my time. So if you want to try to do your own frontal, go ahead. But when you lose your edges, when it does not come out right, you can't lay your baby hairs, you're going to end up paying. Or you're going to end up going to someone who doesn't do as good as a job or doesn't charge as much, and you'll see why. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. 
Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Going back to the quote Carter said to us today, experts are expensive, but amateurs will cost you a fortune. They will cost mm-hmm. you three times as much. Like you go to expert, you don't understand how many bad lash applications I've had to remove and they take just as long as doing an initial full set. And I can't charge somebody $200 because my time, because I'm removing lashes, you know, it's about $75 to do a lash removal. So, you know, not only are you taking so much time removing it, but you probably can't get lashes right away after that big removal because your lashes are damaged. You got to let your your shit recover. You got to let it breathe. And women, when you tell them women that, they be like, no, I can't walk around without my lashes. And it's like, yes, you can. If you want to have lashes, you will. And you will go home with a growth serum and you will apply it every day. For a little minute. And I will see you in eight (laughs) weeks. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I just feel like everything is just, you know, um, I pay about $300 for my Russian manicure. I don't have one right now because I was going to another nail tech and she was um, damaging my nails. So I went back to my other lady and she straight up told me, I cannot do your nails today. Um, I have to see you back in four weeks. And she sent me home with a nail growth serum and I have to, I've been applying it every two, two times a day, but she turned down $300 plus a tip. Cause you know, I'm tipping 30%. She turned that down and instead sent me home because her ethics, her morals, she knows that it's probably not going to last if she was to do my nails mm-hmm. that day. And that's what you're paying for. You're not paying for somebody for you to sit in somebody's chair and they bullshit you and they just take your money and they don't tell you about the health where your hair stands. But people don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. They want to get their service and go about their day. And then if it doesn't last a week later, they're going to just blow you up on Instagram and do a TikTok. Talk bad about you and shit. Exactly. When Mm -hmm. it's like, no, you knew you had like blethoritis and you trying to come in here and get some lashes like you knew what was that called blethoritis it's when people don't clean their eyes you know men get it children get it it's when you don't clean your eyes properly you can get lash mites all different type of stuff what? Oh shit. <laughs> that shit! That shit sound nasty. I ain't gonna lie, lash mites. That shit sound diabolical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can send you a, a microsopic video. I don't want to see it, actually. Thank you, though. <laughs> I don't want to see it. But, Roxy, you touched on something that was very important. Uh, and you kind of you kind of spoke on it for a minute, even with you mentioned in your, la- your nail tech. And that's charging your worth as a professional, right? So how do you get to a point where you charge your worth as a professional outside of just finding the right clientele? Like, how do you, even outside of that, how do you establish your worth as a professional in this industry? I heard um, you say you do stuff. You was doing stuff for free at the beginning. Oh yeah, at the beginning, I would lash anybody that would let me, because I knew that it's just like trying to be the best basketball player. You have to practice the free throws. You have to build the muscle memory. It's not mm. just going to happen overnight. So that's something that I understood. So I was okay with. Hey, girl, just tip me. If you can just come through, if I can just practice for three hours. I used to make people lay down on a bed for six hours. Just take up their whole day so that I could practice. And, you know, when it comes to charging your worth, it's all in your mindset. If you don't think that your time is worth it, if you don't think that waking up 
two hours before the appointment so you can get there, be organized, be prepped, be professional. If you don't think all those things are worth it, then you're never going to make money. It's just a hobby, sis. Okay, like if you don't have the balls to tell somebody, yeah, I charge this much. And then when they start trying to negotiate and lowball and not follow your policies to turn it away, you're never going to make it. You have to know know that what you're doing and why you charge it and it really just goes all the way back to knowing your expenses. That's another thing. Like you have to know how much money you want to make, mm-hmm. because if you know how much your time is, how much money you want to make, there's no going back and forth for me. When I tell you my price is three fifty, mm-hmm. it's going to be three fifty. I don't touch nobody unless it's three fifty. Um, so it's really just the mindset. And I, I feel like a lot of people get into especially the cosmetology world because they want to be the it girl. They think it comes automatically with the six figures and the traveling and doing celebrities. But a lot of the money comes from regular people, strangers who just want to know that you're professional. Like my best clients were older clients, people over 40, more established women, mm-hmm. women that didn't care for the big, fluffy Overly dramatic lashes. We're going to talk about that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, when it comes to charging your worth, it's, it starts in your mindset. And then you have to know that, you know, you have to you have to make a living. It's so many expenses that it comes with being an entrepreneur. And I know we get to write off a lot of things, but it takes a lot. And it's sure not do. just learning the craft, but taking a business course. I invested in my business before even open up the school. I invested in myself in trainings, $20,000 before I opened up the school within the first three years, I was always reinvesting my money into courses because I knew it was just not the skill. It was more about being a business owner and that's things you don't learn in school. Thanks. Hmm. And before we get into that side, you you throwing out these numbers, 350, $300 for nails. How the fuck are these women affording this shit? Um, um, because I know I'd be mad as hell whenever they tell me $30, $40 for a haircut, exactly. And that's why men need to be more appreciative with women want to be taken care of and they want to be valued because it takes so much for us to look like this. You know, it's not just about taking us on a fancy date and you know, planning it out and all that type of stuff, it's about understanding, like, wow, I want my lady to look. The part I want her. She's a reflection of me. So I need her to be put together and value that because hair, nails, feet, everything waxes. It's about fifteen hundred a month for me I to said, look I like was, this. I was, I, was, I, was, I was adding the numbers in my head. I said, it's, it's about, about 12, It's about mm-hmm, and the gym membership. That's maintenance. It's maintenance. That's so, rent. Shit. That, <laughs> exactly. So, you know. I mean, women, they selling feet pics. They they making the money because it's like we don't want to have to go without. We want to be able to show up in our most feminine and authentic and beautiful way without compromising our lifestyle. Like that's what's most important. So we will not shop and instead spend that on our looks. Like that's mm. just how we operate. And if that means that I got to finesse my feet or do OnlyFans or whatever, I'm going to do that. That's how that's how they think. Do you think it's societal pressures? No, it's really just about. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles? 
and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, I can really answer this question because I was there buying all the luxury and all this type of stuff. And when I was at my lowest point, I started to resent these things that I had because I was still empty. So it's not about the pressure. It's really just about making ourselves feel good. And it's the therapy. You know, it's it's other aspects, but it's it's just something about after my nail appointment, I look down, I'm driving, and I'm like, man, now my nails are done for the next four weeks, next six weeks. I'm good. I don't have to worry about them. I'm stress-free. It just takes a load off. Being able to wake up with my lashes, I can run out the house real quick, take my baby to daycare. No, I'm not looking crazy. I look somewhat put together. So that's what we value more. You guys can just roll out of bed, just throw some water on it, and you're good. You know? Definitely do. I ain't going to hold you. I wash my face, brush my teeth. We out the dough, baby. Make sure you clean them eyelashes because you don't want them lashes. You don't want that shit. No, you're right. You got to pick the lid up and go around a couple times. You just taught me some shit because I promise you. I don't want that shit. Um, When you was going with it. So I I wanted to kind of get into the mental health side of things. That's where I wanted to go to. So I know you you touched on that um, in the beginning, in the intro. What are some things that you do to manage mental health as a business professional? Because I definitely understand the struggles of it. Um, being an entrepreneur myself, it's it's hard to find balance, right? Are you a brother feeling overlooked, unsupported, looking for ways to express yourself without being judged? Or maybe you're looking for a community that is dedicated to building a brighter future, not for just black men, but the black community as a whole. I have great news for you. We have joined forces with four black male-led organizations, Black Wealth Renaissance, Black Men's Wear, The Dad Gang, and The Black Man Camp to bring you the Black Men's Summit. The summit will be hosted October 22nd in Dallas, Texas. The theme for this year's summit is Let's Build. We are focusing on building health, wealth, legacy, and community. This will be a life-changing event that you do not want to miss. We have a host of activities planned for the full weekend, October 21st through the 23rd. Go to blackmensummit.com to purchase your tickets today and view the itinerary. We have both physical and virtual ticket options available. That's B-L-A-C-K-M-E-N-S-U-M-M-I-T.com to get your tickets today or click the link in the show notes. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Especially you mentioned missing birthdays and family events and all shit as part of the journey. But it does have an effect on you. And it's like, damn, all my family over here, they they having a good ass time. And look at me. I'm just over here grinding. So, like, what is it? I would like for you to speak to that managing, managing your mental health as a business professional. It's just looking after yourself first. Mm-hmm. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So. Um, working out has been an outlet for me 
Getting a therapist has been an outlet for me. Journaling, cooking my own food has been an outlet for me. Um, And really just being still, being not being isolated, but just having that time to reflect on things that are going on instead of running to my friend and letting them spill and purging all my problems onto them, really looking within Mm -hmm. and just doing that reflection has really, really helped. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect or anything, but you know, being self-aware has really, really helped me along my journey. And I feel like a lot of people, they are so surface and they're just like, just has a have a mask on to where they forget to look within and they keep themselves busy with the events and you know parties and all that type of stuff and it's just like how's your house looking how's that living room looking how's the kitchen looking i know your closet is probably not together how about we work on those things first because that really does affect your mood and how mm-hmm. you go that's out into fact. the world if your home is not straight that's one thing i really have learned from my my best friend like if your home is not together when you leave and you come back it affects your mood it makes you not want to do things it makes you depressed and so those are things that I had to like really throw myself into creating a routine making sure that I used to go to the sweat house in um, Plano it's like an infrared sauna Mm -hmm. I mean if I go in there stress press I would just put on a meditation and I would just sweat it out drink my water these are things that, you know, you can't have other people around to distract you. You have to go in by yourself and come out by yourself. So just taking the time to do that. But definitely like just self-reflection, working out, getting that stress out um, because business is really hard, especially when you like are not reading your contracts. You're locked into stuff. You feel like you're in bondage. You know, these are things that help you kind of move the pieces, the chess pieces in your head. Can we go a little bit deeper into that? Some of the struggles that come with being becoming successful? Yeah, we can definitely go into that. Um, I think the biggest struggle is, you know, the resentment that can set in. Mm. Um, especially if you are the first person in your biz, in your family to have this type of success. They don't understand you. They think you have it easy. They think you have it made. And they don't understand the amount of reading. Let's just. (laughs) All it is is reading. It's a lot of reading. All the questions you want to ask me. All this advice you want. Go to Google first. Because I can tell you it's there. And it's in a list form with the links. And, you know, that's what I went to find out. Exactly. And I feel like it just starts to become redundant and you just start to resent like, man, you could be in the position that I'm in if you would just knock it off. If you would just knock it the fuck off for six months, for 12 months, knock it off, knock everything off. No, say no, say no, say no. If it does not have nothing to do with where you're going, where you want to be, who you want to be. If they are not the people that you want to be and been where you've been, it's a no. That means no, no more gaming, no more spending your time on Instagram and just aimlessly scrolling and stop signing up for all these courses. Focus on one thing. I feel like people, they want to be, have their hands and everything. It's, It's so many people that like, I know a bunch of them. They done bought every fucking course under the sun. But they implement none of the fucking information. Mm -hmm. No, no. And they're making money bank. They want you to do that. 
you know, and I can really speak to that. I have, we were about to celebrate graduation for students and we have a, a class of 57 students, but only eight of them have their license. Only eight of them actually applied themselves to go take their license. Those numbers in our graduation, it's not going to be a celebration. It's going to be me screen sharing how to for everybody to sign up for their license. That's what we're going to be doing. We're not going to be celebrating. So uh, can you go into that more? So, OK, you have the education, right? Do they you have the education? They need to just go to apply through the state to get. Yes. The license? Yes. Once we put in their hours with the state and drop them, they're eligible to, to go take their exams. It's $50 for the written exam, $72 for the practical exam. If they pass on the first try, I will personally write them a check for $122 and send it back to them. There's no excuse, but, oh, I'm a, they come up with anything. Like, honestly, the excuses I've heard from my students is just like, y'all don't really want it, but I got y'all money, so it's cool. That's how I, that's how I feel. <laughs> wasting your time, wasting my time. But like you said, at least I got the money. Wasted our resources, my payroll. and I just don't get it. Like, and I get it. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I don't get it from the standpoint of a person who would take the class. Why would you spend so much time, effort, and energy to learn something and not act upon it? Because it's, a, it's something that they see other people doing. And when they get into it, they see how hard it is. They give up. And that's something that they have to deal with on with themselves. I used to get so emotionally tied because the school I went to didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a kid, but I didn't sit around, you know, in that funk like all the other students and dwell on the things that I didn't have. I just ordered my own stuff and I looked at it as an opportunity. I have a space that I can practice at. That I can get feedback at, you know, nobody really down my neck. All I have to do is clock in and be here. Let me make this what I can make it. And that's the attitude you have to go into. If you don't have that attitude, if you want to just be mad and sad that you're not catching it, you're not getting it, it's hard, you're never going to make it because life is hard. Hmm. I, I kind of want to go into something you mentioned earlier, and that was you, you know, doing whatever happened at Nordstrom's. How did you not let that define where you were going in life? How did you not let that deter you from opening up your school? Did you ever feel like, oh, I have this on my record. I won't be able to do this type of thing. Yeah, I've gotten, you know, even when I go apply for an apartment or any any type of loan or anything like that, that shit comes up. I have to appeal it. I have to fight it. You know, so really, I just knew that. There's no going back. Mm. Like what I did, what I've done there, it can't get worse. It can only get better, but it's based off of what I do from here on out, you know, and I just couldn't stay in that moment at the time I was living with my parents, you know, like it was such a pivotal moment. I'm 22, 21. I have the rest of my life to live. If I let this define me, I'm going to be living on the streets. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be at a gas station job. Do I really want that for my life? That's not my potential. That's not where I see things going for myself. So I really had to lock in and stay focused. I mean, I I see people. I go out every now and then. I was at the 5 a.m. club a couple of weeks ago. What is it? That's, that's out here. 
Yeah, it's out here. It's like a movie theater club that stays open till five a.m. A movie theater club? Yes, it's so dope. That's Y'all should go. Lit. But you need go a, to go. you gotta buy a section to do okay. all the fun stuff. But it's cool. It's cool though. And I seen some people that I knew from high school, and they like, where have you been at? And I'm like, I've been working. I've been in the bed by ten p.m. I've been up at six a.m. I've been working. I've been locked in, and that's that's just what it takes. You know, you can't just be obsessed with your image and how you come off. Like there was times where the first couple of years of my business, I stayed in the same tennis shoes because I was just going to work. I didn't buy myself anything. I If it wasn't for my business, redecorating my room, um, buying more supplies, adding a course under my belt, I was not doing it. You it know, it was it was really thin back then, and now I'm able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. So now I don't feel as bad. I can go to Houston. I stayed a, a month in Thailand. I did a fasting retreat. I got to immerse myself into the culture. And these, this is why I stayed so focused because now I'm able to do these type of things. Mm. It's a, people people seek freedom. That's a, a powerful quote I heard on a song from one of my favorite artists. It discipline is how you get to freedom though like that mm. discipline from those years Jeez. where you sat there and you didn't take advantage of the, you may have been making the money to make to take advantage because like somebody might say man i made seventy thousand dollars my second year as a full-time entrepreneur i'm gonna go on a vacation you chose to invest in yourself now the discipline of investing in yourself led to the freedom to go to thailand for that month right. and learn these talking things real right. heavy yeah y'all both talking heavy and at State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. A lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people choose to look over that because they see people taking the trips and they're like, well, they did it. I can do it, too. I'm just glad that you're highlighting the things that it took for you to actually reach the level of success of where you're at. Yeah, I mean, I opened the school after having a child, four months after, six months after having my baby. Those six months, I was not able to, you know, have those moments with him, those bonding moments, you know. Like, there was a lot of me calling my mom, saying, Mom, can you just watch Bronx so I can sit outside and just work on this outline? Like, that's all I need to do. Just give me six hours. I, I sacrificed so much to be in the position that I'm in. So I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for no one that wants to be in my position. I don't feel bad for people that want to say slick things about how I live my life because I know it's just coming from a lack of mindset. Mm. They are not happy with themselves. They are not happy with what, the way that their life is going. And they don't see themselves being able to do the things I'm doing. And it's just all out of lack. And I don't like anything out of lack. I'm about abundance. I'm about, you know, sacrifice to get what you want. Because that's just that's just how I've been since day one. As a senior in high school, I had two jobs. 
I was working at Golden Chick and a Black IP hostess. And I worked that whole year. And then I told myself, okay, you know, at the end of the year, when all the festivities come around for being a senior, it's like, okay, I'm going to leave my job so I can enjoy this time. Because I've worked. I got money saved up. I can enjoy this time. I can go crazy this summer and be with my friends. But that whole year, people ask me, we get out of class at 1 o'clock. Roxy, where are you going? I'm going home to take a nap because I got a clock in at 4. These are things that you just have to do to get what you want. So I've always been about, you know, sacrificing for right now for what I can have later. Do you think your mental health journey played a part in finding self-love? Did you ever felt like you didn't have self-love? I did feel like I didn't have self-love because I was giving so much to my business and I was giving so much mm. to everybody else. Being the leader, everybody's asking, well, what can I do more of? And in my head, I'm like, whatever you think that you could be adding to the business, but that's not how business works. They mm -hmm. need a guide. They mm -hmm. need an outline. They need a lesson plan. And so there was a lot of me just giving from what I did not have. And, you know, also going through a divorce like that affected my mental health so much because I wanted my family, you know, I don't want my child to grow up in a single parent home. Um, I wanted to fight for my family, but at the end of the day, it just was not working and it was not adding to the mental health that I was in. And so leaving that relationship and being able to be by myself, I've been able to focus and use this time on making Roxy whole and giving Roxy what she needs, which is exercise, water, whole foods, um, meditation you know so i can show up in the way that i want to show up for my son because at the end of the day it's not about me anymore it's about him it's about what he sees because he's at the age where he's just taking everything in hmm. so that was deep definitely there you touched on some deep shit and i hate that i want to bring it back to this because it's a question that was in my mind from earlier but you mentioned with the school right your school is primarily online mm -hmm. you have to get a physical location still? Yeah, I have to get a physical location to maintain my license. We still have to get inspections. But the students, at any point in time they're struggling, they have access to the school, which I keep very clean. It's a beautiful space. And they have all the tools that they need to come, and an instructor will be there, and they can get all the help that they need. We just don't have class every day. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I, that, that had threw me for a second. I was like, it's crazy that they require you to have that even though you're – primarily online with the classes. So, so your, are your students primarily based in Texas? No, we have students all over El Paso, Austin, close to the border, and they still drive if they need help. If not, they can book a virtual office hour. But me being the young, just trying to get around the rules, I'm like, you know, if I was to have students to come in and I have to pay somebody to be there, my expenses, we did have a hybrid program, which was two days in person, two days online. And what I found was they had more excuses. They were late. Mm. They were more unhappy. They wanted me to be there, first of all. Like, they wanted me to be their instructor. Yeah. And I was positioning myself more as a CEO and not their instructor because I know I can't do everything. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually had booked the call with Kevin Samuels before he passed away, R.P. Kevin Samuels. And I got a business consultation with him. And he told me, he was like, you're trying to run this hybrid program and it's eating up all your expenses and they're, they don't like it because you're not there, but your online students are happier. Why don't you focus on making that better? Because mm -hmm. at that time we was on Google Classroom and it was a little ratchet 
it was real ratchet because I was like just scrapping it together. Hey, phases, <laughs> phases and seasons. Exactly. Hey, we used to be on Zoom in my grandma's crib. I'm exactly. telling you, this shit was not <laughs> always like this. Exactly. So he he straight up told me he was like, "You spreading yourself too thin." You know, um, why don't you just focus on making the online program the best that it can be? And then, you know, you'll be able to come back to that in-person realm if needed. But honestly, our students are way happier online. We have students who have multiple children, multiple jobs. Um, some I was I still work the phones, so mm-hmm. I still talk to some of these students. I had a girl call. She said, I work seven days. and I'm off seven days. And I'm like, well, that's great. You can still do our program. This is something that's going to work for you if this is something that you really want to do. So I get more joy knowing that, yeah, they don't get they don't have to come to school every single day, but we are there for them when they need it. But do they tap in? Sometimes. Do we have students that could tap in more to actually get those resources? Yeah, I feel like I'll know when a student is special when they at the school every single week, their whole program. They like I'm going to. I'm gonna be here and I'm get about what to I do need. This shit for real. And then I'll be like, okay, I got a job for you. I can I can do something with this. I like this, but it don't really happen a lot. <laughs> so I, I kinda wanna talk about the school and the success that you've seen from it. How long is the program for the school? It's twelve weeks, but we just launched a six week program for certified lash artists because I know uh twelve weeks can be kind of a long time and we are a credit hour school, which means uh it's done more like a college. Whereas your tra- your traditional cosmetology school is a clocked hour school, that means they have to physically be there in in the school, mm-hmm. which is really how I'm doing what I'm doing. So that's a gem. But um, so with it being a credit hour school, uh, as long as they complete their work, they get a module completion form and they're issued their hours. Mm. Okay, and how many students have you seen come through your school? Already? Over two hundred students. Turn up. Congratulations. Thank you. And of those 200, how many people have gone on to take their test? Um, about 50 of them. Okay. Yeah. About 50 to 60. Rate. Yeah. But the numbers do show that we have a very high passing rate. Mm-hmm. So out of those 60 students actually went to go get their license, they pass on the first try. Like we're in the 90%. So yeah, the program is working and as long as they apply themselves, all it takes is them just to register it. And we send out reminder emails, but you know, it's got to make somebody do the work. You really can't. Everybody, every business, I mean, all the schools, they all have fall through. I know girls that I went to school with, they still ain't got their license. You know, I got a cousin that went to cosmetology school, did the whole program, still ain't got her license. You know, it just happens like that, but we all, want. How bad do you want it? Exactly. All we can do is just incentivize them. So we do remind them that they get reimbursed if they pass on their first try. And it's at that point, it's just up to them. But I am super proud. We have girls. I had a student that has went on to open up her own school. I have students who have product lines. I have students who are trainers. And it, it's just amazing being able to see what they have turned their license into. In the community that we have built, I mean, it's really based off of this, this support that I got being a lash artist. I was always like a natural lash. I always promoted keeping the natural lash healthy and charging your worth. So that followed me when I opened up the school automatically because my reputation was so um, just so good. People, you know, they they shared they sent people to us until this day. We still have that community. And I'm so grateful because I would not be 
here if, if it wasn't for the support of the community that we've been able to build. Love it. I so, do love Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I, I want to go back to them big ass lashes. I ain't gonna lie, that, <laughs> that shit been burning me up. I ain't gonna hold you. That shit burned me up. Like, I, like your lashes, right? Your shit look good. It, it, I, I didn't I mean, even know that you had. Yeah, like, like this shit looks good. That's I'm, how it's supposed to be. It looks like it'd be natural, right? When when did these big ass motherfucking lashes become a popular thing? Like, and why like is that? Wings and shit. Um, telling you. it's really become popular because we got more certified lash artists. Uh, just doing what the client wants and not educating them. Like, you know, it's like the client comes in and they want that. But you as the expert, you're supposed to explain why that's not healthy and why you're not going to do it. But because they need the money, they're going to do it anyways. Mm. So it's a lot of that going on. It's a lot of just education that needs to happen from the person doing the lashes, explaining why it's not healthy and why they don't want to do it and turn them away so that the pool of people can get smaller and smaller, but because they have to make the money, they don't really care. It's a lot of just trappy lash artists doing trappy lashes to bottle girls, people that really can't afford it. Because if you look at, honestly, to be able to do those big full lashes, it takes a lot of supplies. And these girls are not even charging 100 and 150 sometimes no more than $200 and doing all this work. And granted it might take them two hours, but still to be able to do that big look, you should be able to charge a lot more, but because they doing their home girl lashes, they doing the people that's hot in the city, you know, they are giving in to what people want instead of doing what's right for the natural lash. It's just like healthy hair, healthy, natural hair. You know, if I go to, a healthy natural hairstylist, she's not gonna relax my hair. She's not gonna put in extensions that is gonna weigh down my hair to break it because she understands that she needs my natural hair to be able to make her money. And people are compromising for that because once the client loses their natural lashes, you can still glue them to the eyelid. The client ain't never gonna know. She's gonna be uncomfortable. But if she don't care, she still might continue to come back and you'll still be able to make your money. But that's unethical. So that's but that's up to you. 
I just got this to say. Y'all stop putting that shit on y'all face. Look like caterpillars and shit. So that shit don't look good. Yeah. That shit does not look good. Yeah, so when I get my lashes done, it's funny. I asked my lash artist who's so dope. She don't have to take new clients. And if she is going to take you, it's $400 and up. I asked for like the baby boss look, like a cartoon. And the longest length that I do is like a 10. The lashes that you guys are talking about are like a 28. Twenty five. that be like fall off their face, like my glasses. Yes. They be touching my glasses, blinking. That shit yes. crazy. And I can guarantee you, it. Those people that are doing that to themselves, they're not gonna have lashes when they're 40, 50, 60 The lashes will stop growing in because they are being overweighed. It's compromising the the how they grow in, and it's gonna grow in sparser and sparser and sparser until you do not have any. And it's just like the whole, yeah, it's just like the whole uh, lace front phase. You know, everybody was running, wearing lace fronts and now don't nobody have their edges. Hmm. That's exactly is what's going to happen to you if you're wearing lashes way longer. I was like, damn, girl, where your edges at? Exactly. It it looks so bad. It looks so bad. And there's no going back from that. There's no going back. You put on that. That shit is gone. Yeah. And so I wish, I really think it comes from people not loving themselves. Mm -hmm. When you look at somebody that has those big ass lashes like that, it's like, I can't even see your face. I I can't even appreciate your true beauty because the lashes are literally in the way. And they probably just don't love themselves. So... You know, we just need to get back to our natural. It's not it's not a bad thing. It's supposed to be an enhancement, not a transformation. I just told him that earlier. I was like, you got to enhance with this shit. Mm-hmm. It's not just supposed to take over. Exactly. And instead, you know, black people, they we just want to take it too far. We just it's want too true. much. They're like, I'm paying. Well, if I'm going to pay $200, I need all the lashes. And it's like, no, ma'am, <laughs> you're going to get what you get. You're going to get what you can handle. And until you grow some more lashes that are longer, thicker, and fuller, this is what you're going to get. So, but people are scared. You know, I get it when, you know, you probably have a couple of kids. You spent your last on a certification training. You're just trying to make $80, $100 to feed your family. You know, but it's a cycle that you probably can't get out of if you don't break it. I appreciate hey, that. You've been kicking some shit. Yeah, yeah. Hold you yeah been this this has been a really good uh, episode. So, I do want to start pivoting to the last few questions that we have. Questions that we ask everybody. Okay. So, Roxy, what is a personal finance tip that you live by that you would like to share with our audience? Um, Definitely don't spend more than 30% on your credit card and pay off your debt. Like... Pay off your debt. Do not let your debt follow you and just linger on. I like this woman. She's on it. She's on it. She one of the ones. Yeah, dog. <laughs> I she hope. I hope somebody. I hope somebody. Maybe somebody reach out because I am single. Um, hey, so. she, yeah, she, she putting it out there. I'm just saying, fellas. She put it out there. Hey. Hold on. Before we get to where they can follow you at, I got my questions. First question. Are you frugal or are you a flexor? I'm a retired flexor. But <laughs> a now, retired flexor. That's the first time we got that ass. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, I'm frugal now. You know, I definitely went through that phase where I wanted the designer. 
I wanted the blingy watch and all that. And like I said, I just felt still very empty after obtaining all those things. So I sold it all and paid off my debt. Hmm. Second question. How are you building wealth to pass on to your son and future generations? I definitely think by having a trust, that's like the next thing on my list is getting a trust to be able to put all these assets that I want to start acquiring now that my credit is good, now that my business is profiting. Like it's, it's like you were saying, positioning yourself to be able to acquire those assets. And I think that having a trust is the best way to do it tax free. One of them ones I told y'all. Third, do you have life insurance? Yes, I do. Hey, fellas, what can they follow you? <laughs> what can they follow you? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to put in a disclaimer on this shit, too. We'll need you dusty, bum-ass niggas that's really just trying to take, hey, you better be coming with your shit. Yo. You need to be adding some value. I know that's right. So where can they follow you? Um... First, follow me, follow the school's page at DFW Lash University. And then my personal page, which is private because I am trying to watch the energy and who has access to me. Uh, my personal page is the Roxy Rochelle Reese um, on Instagram. Yep, that's my full name. So, you know, you can do your little background check. Check me out. But um, yeah, the Roxy Rochelle Reese on Instagram. That's where you can find me. I love it. I and love you can it. Google me too, Roxy Reese, and you can see all the other podcasts that I've done. Dope, dope, dope. Well, Roxy, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, did you tell them how they could be a student? Yeah, you can be a student by going to our website, dfwlashuniversity.com. You can complete a free mini application, and that will get you more information. And if you want to actually see a preview of our online course and the learning experience, you can sign up for our sample classroom, which is free, and you can kind of see the course outline and everything that you'll be getting, our partners for our kit, videos from me. Um, and then we are on YouTube at... DFW Lash University giving out free games and tips. Dope, dope. Well, again, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. This has been an interesting episode. I done learned a lot yeah, about the too. lash industry. I'm still worried about them lash mites. Now you got me fucking concerned. <laughs> I mean, you I that is, what was the other word? Uh, Bletheritis. Yeah, that Ooh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be washing my damn eyelids tonight. You got me over here concerned, girl. So I can just give you guys some tips. When you're dating a lady and she get her lashes done, one, just ask her how many times does she wash her lashes it should be every day and then if she's wearing a lot of makeup when she close her eyes if it's really dusty and then when you're looking at her if it's really cloudy and dusty you know she's not cleaning them and that's really nasty because you should clean your lashes right after you brush your teeth so mm. lessons lessons well y'all we gonna hop still into a scared couple. of that blethoritis shit, dog. Yeah, that just sounded the monkey pox to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, that just sound nasty. But y'all, we about to hop into a couple of house cleaning items before we get up out of here. As always, y'all, lead that. You see my brother hands, five star rating and review. Lead that for us. Uh, helps us grow the show. Y'all, we looking for the studio. We trying to figure out what we going to have the Black Wealth Renaissance Studios here in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, I done told y'all once, I'm going to tell y'all twice. 
Y'all gave Uma all that money. Y'all better run me my fucking change. Oh, I ain't God gonna say it. all of that, man. <laughs> this nigga's being a little brash. Man, look. But this, this nigga if you him. wanna reach into your heart and donate to us, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bully you like this nigga. <laughs> But hey, if y'all want to help us it, out, it worked for him. Goddamn it! They gave him twenty dollars. He told her you gave me a little funky twenty. <laughs> you about to text that nigga? Text, him. text that nigga. <laughs> Tell that nigga I want him on the podcast. I really kind of do that. I really do. I didn't know you do that, nigga. Jeff. That's crazy. But uh, but no. In all seriousness, uh, definitely we are trying to get to a studio. So if y'all have it in your hearts, as Jalen was saying. Please donate to the show. Uh, that's a way that you can do it. Or you can buy a product or service that yes, we offer. Sir. We have different courses, courses, activities, and curriculums. You from can promote your brand through the guests. podcast. Yep. You can promote on the page. You can attend events. All of those type of things. Yes. Support the brand. Continue to help us grow. Um, what else we got? Oh, uh, events. Black Men Summit. Yeah. Black Men. Man, you know what we, we failed to mention today as well? Black Men in Tech, man. Oh, man. We're also going to be in on October 16th. We're going to be speaking in uh, Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale Florida. for the Black Men in Tech Conference. The Black Men in Tech Conference is a nonprofit that started off with just some few brothers uh, that were trying to get into the tech industry, and now it's blown up into a nonprofit a group. With I think it's over five thousand brothers now, um, and they provide free education on how you can get into the technology industry. Jalen and myself will be there on a panel uh, speaking to. A few of the different brothers in the industry About managing your money You know what Blackwell Turner Sauce That's what we do So if you want to Definitely come meet us out there On October 16th uh, And also October 22nd If you can't make it out there For Fort Lauderdale on the 16th Meet us in Dallas, Texas Yes sir For the Black Men Summit Black men It's time to build We, tie, we tired of this fuck ass culture It's time to build some new shit We building health Wealth Community and legacy uh, in Dallas, Texas is a one of kind of event. Promise you, you don't want to miss it. Go to blackmensummit.com. Again, that is blackmensummit.com. Or just click the link in the show notes. You ain't even got to type all the shit. Just click the link in the show notes and it'll take you directly all to you it. lazy ones. Just, but I need you to do it. Do that shit. Join us. I'm telling you, you ain't going to regret it, brothers. Oh, oh, early bird tickets on sale now. They $99. They are going to go up, though. So, once again, don't be, don't miss your chance to be in the room. A lot of people hit us up yesterday for Black Wealth Now. Hey, man, I need tickets. I need tickets. Hey, sold out, buddy. I can't help you. We told, we told you a week ago, hey, this is the last day to get tickets. Now you're trying to hit me up the day of. Bro, don't do that to yourself. Yeah, we ain't doing that shit. Don't play yourself. That's all I got, though. That's all I got, too. So, on that note, this is Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. 
But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.